0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. You got to ask yourself, is my increase being affected? Because God's faithful, okay? Um, You got to understand this. A lot of people struggle in the arena of finances. We've been talking about that. Okay, financial stress is one of the most difficult pressures that could be experienced in the church and in your life. And if you've experienced the stress that comes from financial pressure, it's not easy. You know how difficult it is. Like I've had people come to me, how am I going to feed my kids? That ain't easy. You know, I had a guy call me up this week. He said, we, we're doing this outreach and we're in Africa and we can't even get the supplies to the place without a vehicle. So now you think like, man, People don't hear the gospel. People don't get natural food. They're literally—they got sick from the the inadequately being fed. And the guy got sick. He's like, I just talked to him. He's like, I got sick eating food that wasn't right. These people just be eating food that ain't even good. I got to get from point A to point B. And you think that's not stressful? You know, it's important, man. Even your own home. So don't tell me you got enough money. You know what I mean? Like, think about this. There's always need. It's like. Go to the ocean, you know, and suck out a billion gallons of water. You're not going to see the ding dip down because, oh, we did. So. There's always going to be need. That's why you always need seed. Right? So you know that. You know how difficult it is when you, you're strapped and you don't have enough money to pay your bills or you don't know where it's coming from? And some of you may say, well, I've never experienced that. Well, somebody is. Okay? And, and this is what it is. God's always faithful and if you're living for God and you're walking with God and you're kind of being led by the Spirit as best you can and you're, you're understanding that you're sowing and your financial seed is in God's soil, then something's got to change, right? The kingdom of heaven promised you that you could prosper. There's so many reaping ain't some fantasy world or some fairy tale stuff. It's a promise of God and it always works, you know? But what do I do when it seems like the enemy is making my money funny? Um, What do I do like, you know, I did everything I know to do, pastor. I'm I'm giving, I'm tithing, I'm offering, but I don't know what's going on and I still feel like I'm financially harassed. I feel like I'm short, you know? So you got to ask yourself, man, are there some roadblocks here? What could be holding me back? You know, and I think some of the stuff is like this. We have got to ask, am I being led? Am I listening? Am I willing and obedient? Do, am I holding unforgiveness? If you've got unforgiveness, you've got to get rid of it. Am I doing what God told me to do? Am I being faithful with my tithes and my offerings? Am I under attack because the enemy is against me and my mission? Or am I at a position because I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Now, I'm going to tell you right now, the reward of the non-tither is poverty. So if you ain't even got that started, we got problems, man. So your reward for not being a tither and a giver is poverty. There ain't no way out of it. That's just it. You know, I think we got to become people. I'm real hard on myself like this. Like, if it's not working, I never go to God and go, hey, what are you doing? I've never done this, man. This is Maybe this is a good attribute Maybe it's not, Um, I don't know, but for me, it's great. I never go to God and go, well, what's up with you? Like if they don't get healed, I go, what did I miss? If we miss it and it doesn't look like it grown, what didn't I do right? I don't ever look at God and go, what's up with you? Like people talk so stupid sometimes. I don't mean to be rude like that, but I'm mad at God. What do you mean you're mad at God? God works the same every way, all the time, every time. He's like a law. It's like gravity, up, down. You know what I mean? You put it in the air, it's coming down. It'd be like, can you imagine, would you do this? You got a glass vase and you throw it in the air and you just let it smash on the ground and go, oh my God, I'm mad at gravity. What do you mean? Gravity is there. You knew when it went up, it was, you can't get mad at gravity. Same thing with God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If it's not working, I'm not doing something right. If I'm not prospering, I'm not doing something right. If I'm not finding increase, I'm not doing something right. He said, I promise you. So that's why you got to get internal and go, where's the roadblock? Am I in for unforgiveness? Am I messing it up? Did I not obey the seed? Man, I think this is one of the big things. Am I at peace? And am I sure... That I haven't done anything, or I'm not doing something that's hindering God's blessing from flowing into my life. If I am, then I got to deal with it, and I got to. But here, look, it's either two things: the devil is harassing my financial prosperity. For that, you got to take your authority and use it against them. That's why I'm going to keep telling you guys, buying the devil. Stop looking at me like you got marbles in your head. Like, why do we got to do that? He's making your money funny. Here's, so this is your deal. This is really good. It's either I'm not following instruction or the enemy is trying to harass me. Take your authority and tell the devil, put him in his place, and then be led by the Spirit of God and obey. It's the only two things that I really see can hinder your financial increase. You know what I'm saying? There's a barrier here that we need to move with our authority. And then there's another barrier we need to move with our obedience. So you might be here like, man, God told me to sow five grand. Oh my God. You know how much money that is? Well, I've been there, dude. Look, you're, this is not something that I'm like, I don't even want to tell you, man. Like some people think they passed the money test but there was no, nothing really there. You know what I mean? Like, I gave up. What'd you give up? What's what? Give up? What do you mean give up? I'm talking about you're, you're there, it's yours. And you go, Obedience says I can't. Whoa! Or, you know, God's the only, man you got to give 10 grand. 10 grand? What in the heaven? Look, man, if God's telling you 10 grand, he's thinking, he's thinking, dude, if God has you sow $10,000, or maybe you sowed that kind of money in this meeting, or maybe you've been moved to God, bro, he ain't talking about $10,000 in return, he's talking about 100 grand, man, or more. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if God's talking to you about money, man, I had somebody, listen, you know, this is kind of funny, but somebody's like, I want to leave God, I want to leave God a gift. I was like, oh, great. Okay. People are like this. You know, like when they die where they go to heaven, they want to leave stuff to God. You know what I mean? I'm like, whoa. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, like they, they're thinking like, look, man, I want to leave, I want to leave an inheritance to my kids. Oh, that's honorable, man. I want to leave an inheritance for my grandkids. I'm like, that's awesome. But they're like, hey, I want to leave, I want to leave something for the house of God. I'm not going to get in the way of that. I'm going to do the same thing. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not just going to be like, set my kids up, set my grandkids up. I'm going to be like, hey, here's what's going to the local church. God bless you. It's been a great run. I'm going to heaven. You think like that and you think like, man, that's an act of obedience. I just said, hey, do what God, I tell everyone. I mean, I've had people come to me with a blank check. I had a dude one time give me a blank check. He said, fill it in. I was like, look, dude, no. No. You give what God told you to give. I've never told anybody in the existence of this church in my life what to sow. Like, never. People said, how much, how, what, what do you need? I got people right now, call me up. The dude just called me the other day and said, Pastor Chris, what do you need? I said, I don't need nothing. Oh, do you not have needs? Well, Pastor Chris, you should tell them. That's not how I roll. Maybe God wants me to say something. I ain't saying nothing. I was like, you do whatever God tells you to do What he wants to do it. I know. I asked the one guy one day. He said, man, why do I always do this? I said, if I told you I needed $100,000, he said, it'd be there in an hour. He ain't playing, dude. And I said, yeah, I appreciate that. But you ain't never gonna hear me say anything. Why? Because that's not what we're saying. We're not talking about manipulating or positioning or being goofy. What we're saying is maybe, just maybe, your money's hindered in this arena because the devil's working overtime trying to mess you up. Buying the devil. That's why when I tell you every offering, buying the devil. Claim what you need. Buying the devil. People looking at me like, I mean, dude, bro, all right. Then you wonder why your money's funny. All right, stay with funny money. Knock yourself out. Then the other thing is, I haven't obeyed. Whoa. Pastor Chris, man, that hundred bucks is a stretch. Been there. Just, I'm telling you, man, it's all a stretch. It almost becomes uncomfortable giving if you want to prosper at another level. Because it takes it has to cost you something. It's the only way to say it. D- David said it like this. If it didn't cost me nothing, I don't almost want to give it to God. It's never easy to, well, uh, I just heard this preacher, right? Um, funny guy, got eight locations. They, it's, um. well, he wouldn't care. It was David Crank, you know? He said something so good the other day. He said, none of this stuff was here. He was walking in the parking lot and he said, none of this stuff was here. And he said, I remember God coming to me and saying to us, I want you to walk away from the house you built. I want you to walk away from the things you have, and I want you to come and start a church. And he said, none of this stuff was here. And he he was crying, man, when he was saying it. It was really emotional. It was really powerful. He said, and I did it. We did it. And nobody sees that story, but now you see eight locations, parking lots full of cars. It's It's amazing, but he was like, None of this stuff was here when I said yes. You know, you hear the stories from Brother John, Dr. Rob. Like, I was, I was a good old Baptist preacher, man. Didn't have nothing. God bless the Baptist. But he's like, I didn't have nothing. We were broke. and God gave me a message at that Moro Cirillo Convention. Changed the world, man, with that message. 30, 60, 100 fold. Just blew the minds of people, man. You know, and you think like, God's blessing. I mean, I sat with Dr. Rob said, how did you do it? He told you. I said, you were broke. He said, yes. I said, you got, like, man, you guys don't realize, there's 65 acres there, 2,200 seats, 5,000 people in the church when it was at, at its peak. You went from nothing to that? Yeah. With these principles. Brother John, you went with Morris Cirillo, to Abuja, Nigeria, and, and you didn't even know none of this stuff? Nothing. Brother, and I'm just telling you, Or Roberts, these guys, Kenneth Hagin, he wrote how God told me about prosperity because he was broke. He's like, my kids, I remember Pastor Hagen talking about sleeping in the kitchen on a cot, pulling out a cot in the kitchen and sleeping in the kitchen while my dad's out preaching prosperity and we're, we're barely getting along. And Brother Hagin said, my kids are inadequately fed. They're inadequately clothed. God, what am I doing wrong? And God, he said to him, he said, you're willing. He said, you're willing and your obedience is messed up. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, you're obedient, but you're not willing. And he wrote 30, he wrote, um, how God taught me about prosperity. Brother John, I was in a, he told you the story. I was in the meeting with Mara Cirillo. I could hear it in my head. I didn't know nothing. What was I going to tell these people? And he said, a light came into my bedroom. He said, I was crying. He was up three days or whatever. was crying because he had to teach this message and get it over to people, but he didn't know how to do it. And he said, a light came and he told me, if you do what I tell you to do, that message changed the world, man. So this stuff's here, but I'm not going to take authority over the devil. Well, then you're never going to see this stuff. And I am not trying to be that guy, but I got to be right you gotta move the barriers out of the way that's stopping you from where you wanna be, okay? As you command the enemy, right? God's, as you bind the enemy, God's direction's gonna come. God's spirit will speak to your heart and tell you what you need to sow. Whether it be an extra seed or a sacrificial financial seed or something going on to break the stronghold that's coming against you, awesome. You know, and I think like sometimes we don't we don't we don't understand this stuff. Like like produces like like if you got a um, you know I don't know man it's like if you like okay we did this building project right. So, what do I do? First thing I do is I sow into somebody else's building project. Uh, I told you you, wanna, you, you need a car, you sow into somebody else's car. You want a house, you sow into somebody else's house. You want a plane, you sow into somebody else's plane. These are laws, man. Like, produce, like, oranges don't produce grapes. Grapes don't produce apples. Tomatoes don't produce bananas. Whatsoever I sow towards is what I reap in my life. You know? Sometimes the time of your own need becomes the greatest moment for you to sow a seed. Is that, that's that's laws. It's crazy, right? So you can say, I have a need of a blank. Whatever you have a need of, you got to put in a seed somewhere else. It's weird, man. It's a different system. You think like, I need it, so I'm trying to hang on to all the money I got, Say you're trying to buy a car, right? Young person, whatever, right? I'm trying to buy this car and I'm saving up my money. And maybe you got a thousand bucks saved and you're like, man, I'm like close to getting my goal met. And then God's like, oh, you want a car? Sew that thousand bucks into somebody else's car and then you'll get your car. Oh my God in heaven, dude. It's like agony, dude. I've done it. I did not even want to tell you, I've done it with goofy stuff. I've done it with money. I've done it with stuff. I'm doing it right now with stuff. I don't even want to do it. I got to do it. It's like, yeah, I, I wish I could tell you some of this stuff. But if I told you, you would be like, oh my God, Pastor Chris, you need prayer. I do need prayer. But I, there's something I got right now. And I really like it. And it was funny. I'll be as transparent as committee. be. Somebody gave it to me. And the person that gave it to me, I'm not going to mention their name. They just came to me and said, Let's give that away. (laughs) I'm going, it ain't yours no more, it's mine. But what they're teaching me is if you give that away, even though you want to keep it, you're going to get what's in your heart, and I don't even know what's in your heart, I just got the instruction from the Lord. So now I'm in this spot, man, where I'm like, I know what's in my heart, And somehow you figured out what was in my heart from God. But now I got to obey or I miss my harvest. So I got to let go of what's in my hand, which I could physically, tangibly touch and put it in a brand new currency called faith and sowing. And then believe God that I can get something that's a desire because of that desire just left my life. You figure that out and write a book about it. Because there ain't a person in the world that understands this stuff. I hope, does that even make any sense? I don't know. Whatever. Get it on, play it over and over. Why? Because what you got to understand is this in the time of our own need, we know it is time for us to sow an extra seed to get in this flow. Wow. Sowing seeds is essential if you're going to experience financial breakthrough. We basically need to stay in this flow. The moment we sow seed, we understand that we begin to open doors supernaturally. And allow God to move beyond the normal in our life. Because our seed has now gotten his attention to activate faith. You got to understand something. Sometimes you have to do something that requires extra faith in order to break the devil's grip off of what he's trying to hold back from your life. That extra sacrificial gift the Holy Spirit tells you to give maybe the very act of faith that releases the power needed to rip the devil's hands and his control off of your situation. It's a bold faith move. And you see this in Galatians chapter six and verse nine. And let us not be weary, right? That was our offering scripture. Let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. That's the end of the story, right? What, do you, what is he saying? He's saying, ain't, get, uh, reaping ain't even an option, it's a guarantee. Right? So watch this. What does that word weary mean? It's a compound word, means two digs, right? It, descri- it, it basically describes something that's bad or evil. When these two words are used together in the verse, the new word means this, to grow weary, to give into evil, or to let something bad defeat you it gives the idea of surrendering or giving in to bad circumstances. So, right? So basically what the apostle Paul was saying, he says, don't let the devil or don't let evil get the best of you. Don't let bad circumstances wear you down and make you worn out. And don't give in to the evil that is intended to defeat you. When hard financial times come, this isn't time for you to surrender to the circumstances. It's time to put up your fight of faith. Instead of giving in and surrendering to the attacks that are assailing you, put up your what? Put up your shield of faith and quench the fiery darts and fight back with faith and seed. Don't shrink back in fear and worry. Instead, make this critical decision and so. Do something that breaks the stronghold of the enemy that he tries to put on you. That's huge. I'm telling you, man, this is how you do it. Right? Because you got to understand, uh, Genesis 128, you don't have to go there. He said, I gave you dominion over the fish of the sea, over the foul air. He tells you to go multiply. He said, your job is to multiply. You have financial dominion and authority over everything and including your finances. Over your bills, over debt, over work-related troubles, anything else that tries to come. I'm telling you, make sure. This is a big one. Don't accept financial pressure, don't accept lack, don't accept debt, don't accept poverty, and don't accept none of this stuff as a normal part of life. You start resisting it like an enemy. Well, you know, the economy, no, stop it. You live on 30, 60, 100 fold. Oh, well, you know, the government, stop it. You don't live on this kingdom principle. Oh, well, you know, the Dow Jones. Stop it. Stop making excuses. Well, you know, we're in a pandemic. Oh, you know, we're in a recession. Oh, you know, we're in a this. Oh, you know, we're in a that. Oh, my God. The Republicans are in the White House. Oh, my God. The Democrats are in the White House. Oh, my God. Jesus is in your house. Forget about this stuff. Stop looking at circumstances, situations, and all this you know, negative news coming at you. Well, you know, we're going to be in a recession. Well, you, if you believe for one, you're going to have one. I, I, you know, that year we had the recession. I wrote that book. Um, I wrote that little mini book. That might not be a bad war on lack. There was, that was in the middle of the recession. It was uh, September, I think it was September, of the year of the recession. God instructed me. He said, you preach five nights. I went Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, I think it was five nights. It was definitely three, probably five. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night. Every night I came to church, boom. I had to fight all the hell to get here too. You know, it was just crazy. It was wild time, right? And I just wore on lack, wore on lack. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe, and we were in the middle of it. You try to get a job, they were like, we ain't got jobs." It was the recession. Remember the thing that hit Florida, it was a big mess. People had all these houses, blah, blah. And I preached wore on lack and I said, Don't, I am not going to partake of a recession. I refuse to take my faith. Just because I'm in the world doesn't mean we're of the world. I refuse to take what? I refuse to take a place in the system of the world. Therefore, I am not partaking in it. I am not partaking in lack. I am not partaking in fear. I am not partaking in fret. I am not partaking in his junk. I am only partaking in faith. That's it. I refuse to. I am refreshed. I am recession proof. How do you do that? With faith. Because if Isaac sowed in a famine and reaped a hundredfold, I could sow in a famine and reach a hundredfold. That's the key. Start putting a demand on reaping hundredfold returns. I don't know about you, but that blessed me. We're going to talk more about this all month long. Uh, This is the month, this whole month, okay? All of it is going to be the month of increase. So we're going to be talking about increase. You're going to be seeing increase. My God in heaven, you're going to be living increase. You ain't going to have nothing but increase. October is increase month. These guys set it off and they put it in the right way. And I'm staying with it all the way through. So praise be to God. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for them increasing I just thank you for supernatural success. I just thank you for the anointing. I thank you for the power of God. I thank you for the blessing of God coming upon them. And I thank you most of all, Lord, that you are moving supernaturally in their finances. And Father, speak to their heart and let the obedience of their heart connect with the obedience of their life and let them be and do everything you call them to be and do in this season of life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. I love you guys. I'm proud of you. You're doing great. Keep learning these principles, walking these principles and walk in faith and you will fulfill everything that God has for you to do in this earth. I promise you that's the truth. I love you and I'll see you Sunday. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.